What's up, friends? Good morning. It's E, and welcome back to our mini daily devotional series on the Gospel of John. And this is going to be a quick three-day series, super short, so make sure you hit subscribe and feel free to share it with your friends, family, or on social media. And this morning's topic is the miracle at Cana. So let's get comfortable, grab your Bible, and let's prepare our heart and mind for the day's work ahead. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. The wedding at Cana. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does that have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So what does this mean for us today, and how can we apply it to our lives? Marriage is a big deal, and we all want to have Christ own and bless it. And those that would have Christ with them at their marriage must invite him by prayer, and he will come. While in this world we sometimes find ourselves in difficult situations, no doubt, even when we believe that we're absolutely flawless, in these verses above, there was a want at the marriage feast. And there are two types of people in this world, those who find trouble in absolutely everything and count on the disappointment of that, and those that don't. And when we address our Lord, we must do so in a humble manner, laying out in full technicolor our case before him, and then wipe our hands clean, let go, and say, thy will be done. But there are also two other points that I want to touch on in the verses above that some of you might be questioning, especially the one about his mother where he responds to her as woman. So let's quickly dive into that one. It's important to note that when Christ responds to his mother as quotation marks woman, he means absolutely no disrespect here because it is the same word that he used when he was speaking to her with love and affection from the cross. And then following that statement, when Christ says, my hour has not come yet, there's a lot to unpack there, but simply make note that delays of mercy are not denials of prayer. If you are expecting the favors of our Lord and Savior, then you must observe his orders with eager obedience. It is so important. And then to dig further into the whole water turning into wine scenario, let's go back to Exodus chapter 7 verse 20, where one of the beginning miracles of Moses was what? It was turning water into blood. And what's so powerful to witness is the beginning of Christ's miracles was turning water into wine, which is a powerful reminder of the difference between the law of Moses and the gospel of Christ. His works are for all to use. So by him turning water into wine, it was to be drawn out immediately and used, not stored away, not hidden for years, but to be used immediately. It was the best wine. Christ's works are an advocate to those who do not even know the author. What he produces by miracles will always be the best in its kind. And total side note here, for those of us who try to pull this passage out of scripture and use it as a justification to drink or become charmingly inebriated, if you will, let me put it this way. Even though Christ allows the right use of wine, he does not repeal his caution in Luke chapter 21, verse 34. 
where our hearts are not to be weighed down with drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And this doesn't mean to be reluctant to celebrate with friends and family on proper occasions. It's not what it's saying at all. It just means that every social interaction should be conducted in a way that we would not be embarrassed or ashamed to invite Christ to join with us. And it just boils down to living a life worthy of the Lord. So let's take a minute, feel free to press pause, and write out how you can apply this message to your life today. My prayer for us today is that no matter the best of circumstances or worst of situations we find ourselves in, that we seek Christ in all of it to own it and bless it. I pray that we hold on to hope as moments of disappointment can be fleeting. And I pray we have complete and total abandonment to the things weighing on our hearts and we let go, maintaining an inner peace only Christ can give us, and that we remain humble as we take into account the things that we do have control over in our day and the things that we do not, and be able to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done, and mean it. You are loved, my friend. Go rise up. Thanks for joining us today. Let us know how we can be praying with you during the season of life at hello at ericafransfey.com. For more information on Bible and 365, as well as the Falkirk Center, please click the links below. Also, feel free to leave in the review space of this podcast a word of encouragement for others or even a Bible verse that you've been carrying in your heart. We are so grateful for you and we'll see you right here tomorrow morning for another mini daily devotional series on the Gospel of John.